What's going on, everybody? It is episode 10 of the Culture Connoisseur. Uh, guys, man, we have so much to talk about. Um, we're going to get into it in a little bit uh, here in a second. So uh, the name of this episode is Confession of a Sneakerhead. Um, so a lot of you guys know from my posts and stuff like that, that I have uh, started my own brand as far as uh, sneakers and uh, clothing is, the, uh, is concerned. But we're actually taking it to the next step. So we're just kind of going through everything. And we kind of wanted to do kind of fun, play on everything and whatnot to see what's going on. All right. So we're going to start here. Realizing that you have a problem. All right. So first off, we're going to start by saying that there's no funny, anything funny about actual addiction. So if you're addicted to drugs or whatever, there's nothing funny about that. Uh, but we found a cool way to uh, do a play on. A words, a play on a couple of different things. I mean, it all started from me just being super addicted to sneakers. Um, I think I got like 140 or something, something crazy like that. Um, they don't actually fit into a closet anymore. So I've actually gotten a whole room for sneakers. Um, and if you understand from that perspective of anybody that actually has that many sneakers or is into that many sneakers, then you understand how serious the, it is and how serious the sneaker culture is. So the first step of being a sneakerhead is actually realizing that you have a problem. Like in uh, our motto at Sneakerheads Anonymous is I don't have a problem unless I can't get the shoe. So that's the biggest problem. And that creates another problem in the sneaker culture where we have resellers that sell sneakers for like three or four times what the shoe is actually retailed for. So that is basically in layman's terms, inflation. So basically uh, supply and demand, people want the shoe. So they will pay extra money to get the shoe um and you know shoe that retails for 190 dollars sometimes sells for 390 depending on what the shoe is and how hot the shoe is at the time that the shoe comes out um we always try to talk about when we you know sneakerheads and other people like we had these meetings and we talking stuff which we call this the sneakerhead meeting which really we just trying to debate and like try to trade shoes try to haggle with shoes to find out what we can get our hands on and, and sometimes there's sneaker boutiques for down there. There's people down in Carolina or up in Philly. There's sneaker boutiques who will take trade-ins or whatnot. Um, I will tell you this. Well, anytime you deal with sneakers or anything you're trying to trade or haggle with, please make sure to check the validity of the shoe. Um, if the shoe is not valid, they don't have a receipt, uh, there's sketchiness about the shoe box, you can always take it to one of these boutiques. They have like black lights if you don't want to invest and getting a, a black light for yourself, there's places that you can take it to to uh, to assume the validity of the shoe and the authentic, authentic, uh, authenticity of that shoe. You can do that as well. I know for a fact that it's because it has a Stock X sticker on there or the Stock X little green little tab. That does not make the shoe real necessarily. Um, there are people who scam, who use uh, the sneakerhead. I mean, well, the, the Stock X little sneakerhead little thing that some people use as like a coin now. Uh, they use that to actually make you think a shoe is real that can be actually false. They can buy them in bags. If you go on eBay, you can buy those little tabs in bags. So if anybody is really thinking that all the stuff they got from StockX is legit, then you might need to check their uh, serial number or take it somewhere and put your black light on it to find and make sure that it's real. Um, another thing I will tell you that the next step of being a sneakerhead is denial. Denial. Denial that you're a sneakerhead. I mean, to the point where you will be like doing weird stuff for sneakers. Like, like you'll go sit and camp for like 
eight hours outside in rain, sleet, and snow for a sneaker release or, you know, sell something or not pay a bill or something crazy like that to say that you got a pair of sneakers, which is absolutely crazy, but people do it. And it, it sounds like craziness until you need that sneaker or it's a sneaker that you really, really want. Um, I will account a story for me personally. I didn't think I had a problem with sneakers until probably like six months ago. And I was, you know, moving stuff around in my closet and I could not fit any more sneakers into my actual closet that me and my wife share. I had to move stuff out of there into a bigger room with more shelving. And then when you start installing things like shelving and uh, getting a, a storage unit, stuff like that, like you got a problem and you need to get help. All right. So the next step in being a sneakerhead, because we're going to move on, is acceptance. Acceptance of being a sneakerhead. Just realizing that you, hey, you're a sneakerhead. And there's nothing wrong with that because it could be worse things to be addicted to. You know, it'd be worse things, very worse things to be addicted to. You could also um, have a problem where you could be gambling and doing all kind of crazy stuff, selling drugs or, you know, being hooked on drugs or alcohol or doing something to hurt people. This doesn't really hurt anybody. As long as you're paying your bills and, you know, everything's, you know, on the up and up, then I think being a sneakerhead is absolutely fine. But accepting that, accepting it as your role and finding your niche. And then you can also find your people within the sneakerhead community. All right. And last but not least, treatment. Treatment, whenever it comes up, treatment. So treatment for a sneakerhead problem is learning how to get what you need. Learn how to get your fix without being super crazy with the amount of money that you spend. That means uh, going to authentic buyers or authentic sellers and buying from them. That doesn't mean go out here and get scammed for uh, Yeezys or whatever the whatever the fakes that they're selling at the time. Not getting scammed on those. That's very easy to get scammed on sneakers because at the end of the day, there's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of fakes going around. There's a lot of people that are selling fakes. And some people that are selling the fakes don't even realize they're fake. So you also have to realize that sometimes when you get a shoe from a certain place that might not be a reputable place to get shoes from because you're so desperate to get the shoe, that sometimes you'll take the chance on an unknown source to procure a shoe that you're not really sure is real or fake. And if that when you start delving in that type of gray area, you can start getting fake shoes, start selling fake shoes. And then in a sense, you'll mess up your name if you're trying to become a reseller whatever case may be. If you're not trying to become a reseller or you really just don't care, nobody's actually going to check the shoes on your feet. I've never really seen that unless they're just some real, real big, you know, issues with maybe the coloring of something. If they didn't come out in that particular colorway, oh, that's a lot. But when you have people doing stuff like that, there's also people who customize shoes. So a lot of people don't even really uh, check people's shoes like that because there's so many people that do customs. Uh, custom sneakers and stuff like that and custom sneakers aren't fake sneakers normally custom sneakers are just sneakers that you've had for a while and you said you know what like i want to refresh them and i love all the sneaker people who do uh to do restorals i tried to do restorals for a little bit and i can only really do same color restorals i can't do nothing crazy but there's a bunch of good people in south carolina that i know do them a guy up here that does them um and anybody that does that's a super good talent i mean what's the point of throwing away 140 sneakers that you busted well, you can take them to somebody who can restore them for you uh, for pretty much half of that. Um, and then you get to keep that sneaker opposed to having to go out to the store, buying a brand new pair. Um, and then that money's just gone and you got to throw that old pair away. So if you guys can find somebody that can restore sneakers, can re-glue soles and stuff like that, then that's something good. Um, the only reason why I'm really doing this video today is because I had an issue um, a couple weeks ago when I was talking to someone about old pair of sneakers. Uh, they were probably from about 2010, 
and they had actually uh they had started to have the sole separation for anybody that knows anything about those shoes that were kind of made in that time frame between i think around 2005 to around about 2012 there was an issue with the uh with the glue um the adhesion that they used to use for nikes and some of the jordans it really didn't um it didn't withstand well to being uh kept in boxes and uh non-controlled heat environments if you put it in a storage unit that you know of course gets hot um you can run the risk of those shoes separating from the, the shoe separating and also back then a lot of people didn't think that when they made the shoes in 1999 they didn't think people would keep the shoes for 20 years and keep them in immaculate shape they were probably hoping that you wear them for the first you know year and a year and a half you know play ball in which they're ex actually intended to do and then you get rid of them so the adhesion would never been a problem but when you keep a shoe for 10 15 years i'm in a box in a non-controlled environment they're going to have some so separation there's going to be some issues with the adhesion sometimes coloring uh, if you have icy bottoms you're going to probably have yellowing in the bottoms there's going to be a lot of because uh, oxidation there's a lot of things that as a sneakerhead that you're going to have to know um that you're going to have to know about prior to being coming to sneakerhead like you got to know how to upkeep your shoes like me personally I clean every shoe that I wore during the week on Saturday. Like that's just like my Saturday routine. I wake up, I got my rejuvenator kit for those of you guys who are new cleaners. Um, I might use rejuvenator. I uh, get up and I clean those shoes uh, pretty vigorously until I get them clean, and then I'll dry them or put them in the washing machine with the rejuvenator kit that comes with the the cleaning thing. Send them through, wash the strings. Uh, you know, take the regular time that you do with laundry. You know, put the strings back in, and then put them back in the box or the display or wherever I have them. Um, that's just normal sneakerhead uh, sneakerhead stuff. Like, I don't think that there's anybody that's out here that's going to tell you something different. That's just a sneakerhead way of life. Um, me personally, uh, starting a brand, um, this is a part of the other podcast I'm actually going to post later on tonight, but um, being a sneakerhead and just in all honesty is really just loving sneakers. Like, you don't actually have to be super addicted to them but sneaker culture is everywhere from sneaker like SB or Dunks or whatever. Any of that stuff is part of the sneakerhead. You know, Yeezy is a part of the sneakerhead, you know, the, the culture now. When these releases come out, people want to get them. And you just need to make sure you're not getting scammed. That's the main reason for just talking about this stuff because there's a lot of stuff people don't know about sneakers. Um, there's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of people who sell fakes. There's a lot of people who sell fakes that don't know they're fake. There's people that you know, accrue a shoe thinking that it is real and they walk around in it later on to find out from somebody who really does know or somebody that they try to sell it to later on as a reseller that that shoe is fake. And a lot of times it's not their fault that day that it's fake. It's sometimes they've been got by somebody else with such a great uh, replica that, you know, it's basically real. Uh, me and my family talk about this all the time because a lot of us are sneakerheads that Sometimes the replicas look better than the real things. The one something you get from Foot Locker or Finish Line with the receipt sometimes don't look as real as the fakes. And that's what's crazy because some of the reels do have flaws. They'll have strings out or something to be missing small because at the end of the day, it is a consumer market. So when it comes from a place like Foot Locker, you have a receipt for it. You can go into any boutique or you know reseller and say hey listen i got this shoe this is the receipt that it came with a lot of them not gonna look at you twice because they're gonna know the validity of the place that you got the shoe from um and that's kind of where we at with things 
I know I see certain people on my other feed. I have someone ask me a question about how the naked eye would know. How does the naked eye know? Oh, well. Sorry. Uh, how does the naked eye know that she was fake? Um, a lot of times you wouldn't. Like a lot of people who don't really collect yet, if you're not a big collector, how would you know um, about uh, about something? And um, it's strange to me to think that uh, that people don't really know, I guess, so, so to say, but it is what it is. I, I, I'm a I'm a big proponent of I want everybody to kind of know like ins and outs before you start buying shoes or, you know, have or even if you're just like a, a one time buyer, like you really just like a pair of shoes and you see somebody has them for super cheap. How do you know that their shoes real? And my thing is you pay for what you get. If you go on out, and you're buying something unless you know the person that's selling the shoe and it's a private seller, and you know, they got good stuff. Just going out and buying a pair of shoes because you like them is, I guess, if you don't mind wearing a replica that's not real, then okay, that this doesn't apply to you. But for somebody who's going to go buy the shoe, who really wants to wear the shoe or resell the shoe, it's something that you probably should know. So I would reach out to somebody. If somebody's selling a shoe, even if it's on Facebook Marketplace or something like that, I would check the shoe. I wouldn't just go out and buy it. Um, and then if you don't care, just go out and buy it. It's for you. It's for your feet. If you don't plan on you know, seeing anybody, it's, the shoe is a shoe to me. Uh, but I will say with a lot of replicas compared to the real ones, there is a feeling like size. There's a big size difference a lot of times. And there's a big difference in the way the shoe feels when you put your foot into the shoe. Um, these are just small things that I've noticed from dealing with people who can sometimes sell fakes. Because I don't normally just get mine off the internet or uh, somebody that I know works at the store normally. I normally just kind of have a plug. But if you do go out and you buy some shoes uh, off somebody, then it's really a hard time to know unless you put your foot in the shoe. And a lot of people are not going to let you put your foot in the shoe because they want the shoe to stay DS or dead stop. No, no foot has been inside the shoe. It raises the value of the shoe. It's almost like having, like, when we're young, people used to collect, like, action figures and stuff. And as soon as it, you know, leaves the original wrapper or leave the box, the, you know, is now the value has gone down. It's no different. Um, and we're just, we're big kids with, now our toys are shoes. And, you know, guns for people who collect guns. But it's the same thing. So if you guys have any questions, concerns, and comments, questions about where to get valid shoes, where to get, um, how to try to sometimes win the raffles, or any of the other information that is regarding sneakerhead life or anything like that, uh, reach out to me directly. DM me. If you're looking for any uh, boutiques, I have a list of boutiques in Greenville and in Philly that sell uh, what I know to be replicable, uh, well, reputable, you know, good stuff as far as like uh, validity or authenticity wise. If you don't really know for sure, yeah, hit me up for sure and I'll like shoot you in the right direction. And I got a couple of people that I know that sell, they have private sales that uh, they send. When they do sell, they have the receipt in a box so you know that it's good. And they're also located in Philly and as well as in South Carolina. So uh, until next time, deuces.